So hey, welcome back to Wednesdays in the Word and our course on Will Your Anchor Hold? Remember, it's based upon our book, uh, Will Your Anchor Hold? I hope you've gotten that already. Uh, this is our third session, and uh, we're just going to continue to cover material. Now, remember, the foundation of this course comes out of the book of Acts chapter 3. And again, I just want to go through that one more time with you. Uh, verse 19 says, Repent, therefore, and return, uh, that your sins may be wiped away, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and, and that he may send Jesus the Christ appointed for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things, about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. Now, We've talked a little bit about repentance and laying a strong foundation and, you know, looking at repenting from sin and dead works and all of those good things. And I think it's a time and a season in which we need to be focusing on those things. But, you know, we also want to look at, you know, uh, the, the deeper relationships. And, and really what we're going to talk about to a great extent today is, is how, to, how to really get into your <clears throat> your right mind, as it were, and live out life the way God intended. You know, in Galatians 2.20, it says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. You know, the, the fact is that when we were, when Christ was crucified, uh, in a very profound theological sense, we died when he died. We've been co-crucified. We've been co-buried, we've been co-raised, and we are co-seated with him in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. And really, what uh, I, I think what's necessary, especially in our day and time, is for us to make sure that our, our thinking lines up with that finished work reality. We are a part, each one of us, as members of the body of Christ, of the one new man in the earth. It's not, not made up of Jew and Gentile, slave, free, male, female. We're, we're all one in Christ, all with different gifts, different abilities, a different calling in many ways, but we are all one in Christ. We're a part of the one new man in the earth. We're part of his kingdom, which has come and is coming and will come on earth as it is in heaven. And so, you know, uh, it's, I think it's really important that we, we deal with then our thinking, especially when it's not lining up with the word of God. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6, it talks about taking every thought captive, making it obedient to Christ. Well, you know, when you cap to captivate, if you will, a thought, it's to really get a hold of it. It's to look at it seriously. It's to take it to heart. And what you're going to say to a thought that doesn't line up with the truth of God's word is you better get right. You must obey the truth of God's word. The fact is so many believers walk around with just unclear thinking about who they are, whose they are. And they, they don't quite get how, how deeply the Father loves them, how important they are in the body of Christ. And these are things that we really need to focus our attention on. 
And so we, we need to make a decision. And especially, you know, here we're in, in 2023 and the early part of 2023, it's, it's good to set your minds on the things that matter most. And Colossians chapter 3 says, set your minds on the things that are above, where Christ is seated. And, uh, and when, you, when you think about what are the things that are above, what are the things, if you will, that the Father thinks about? What is he interested in? Uh, what is it that, that's important? And, and I think right now what's really important is for us to understand our purpose and our position in Christ. We're dead, and yet we're alive. We're here, and yet we're seated with the Lord in the heavenlies, in Christ Jesus. And we know that he is, he's working everything out by the counsel of his own will. Philippians 2, 13 through 18 talks about that, how God is working in us and through us to fulfill a purpose. God is going to make it all work out as we continue to submit our lives to him. And so we, we need to, as it were, get on with it. Get on with living the way God intended based upon the reality that we are who God says that we are. So really, as you look down in Colossians 3, a little bit lower, it talks about, uh, Paul makes a statement, you are holy, you are chosen, you're beloved. Therefore, and he talks about several things to do based upon the reality of who you are. Because the language that Paul uses is past tense. You are chosen. When were you chosen? From the foundation of the world. Now, this is something, again, many Christians struggle with. They think, well, you know, I mean, I'm still just a sinner saved by grace. No, you are a saint of God because you have been transformed out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, into the kingdom of his dear son. You're a child of God. And you're becoming, as you mature in the Lord, a son and daughter of God. And so, uh, I mean, it's essential, it's important that we, we recognize and remember who we are and what God has done and is doing in our lives. So we want to, to make sure that we, we recognize that we are God's child, we are God's children, and we do have purpose in him. And thus, God wants us to learn to hold fast to that. Hold fast, grab a hold of that foundational principle in your life. Remember, you are chosen, but it also says you're holy. That means literally you've been cleansed, but you've also been set aside for God's purpose. When did that happen? When you were born from above. At that point, I mean, not only were you chosen from the foundation of the world, but especially chosen when you received Christ, and now you are holy. You're set aside for God. And you said, but I make so many mistakes. Yes, join the crowd. But we have an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous. We know that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and righteous. He will forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, these are all provisions God has made for us, but it doesn't change the fact, even when you're sinning, if you will, that you're holy. You have been chosen and set aside by God. So don't try and be holy. It's a waste of your time and energy. Just rest in God's holiness. Rest in what he has said about you. Embrace that fully and you'll find peace, the kind of peace that only God can give. 
you're chosen, you're holy, and you're beloved, loved by choice. Now, because of that reality, it says, therefore, put some things on, begin to act like it. And that's what really God wants us to begin to do in the present situation, is begin to do the God work that he's called us to do. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, we see a, a brief description of something about, about Jesus himself. And I, I just, I'm going to turn to this passage because I think it's really that important to, to read it very briefly here in Matthew chapter 5, or excuse me, chapter 4, verse 1. And it simply says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after he had fasted 40 days, 40 nights, he then became hungry. And that continues on from there. And we know that, that Jesus went through everything he did because his mind was focused on fulfilling the purpose or the will for, from the Father, but also in bringing many sons and many daughters into the kingdom. And Jesus had to find himself in the word. It goes on in that passage where he used the word of God to deal with the trials and the temptations of the devil. Jesus found himself. He found his ability to fight the good fight of faith, if you would, from the word of God, empowered by Holy Spirit. Same thing for us. I mean, we have his word. He's given us his word so that we'll, we'll become strong, so that we'll be the people who will truly overcome. So really the, the path to a healthy and happy and blessed life is ultimately in submission to the word and purpose of God. Jesus was driven into the wilderness, and then he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Spirit. You know, the fact is, there's going to be wilderness, there's going to be troubled times, and we are living still in a bit of strange times. But in the middle of that, we can honestly declare victory is ours, because Christ is our victor. He has given us strong weapons, the weapons of our warfare, not carnal, but but mighty in God to the tearing down of strongholds. The battles we face in life are real, but truly the victory is ours because God is awesome. So let me just give you a few final thoughts here. I mean, you know, you've got your troubles, I've got mine, but we're never alone in this battle. We have, of course, God, we have Holy Spirit, we have his word, we have brothers and sisters in Christ, we have the church. We must remember that what is past really is past and what is future is future. We can't fix either of those things ultimately. All we can do is live in the present and in his presence. Really, ultimately, your personality is not the problem, though it may be a problem for me or for someone else. But really, growing in Christ is a lifelong journey that we must choose to take. And I'm really convinced that he wants our, our relationship with him to be rooted and grounded in his love, that we be like that, that house that's built upon the rock, not upon sand, because we know the troubles come, but in the middle of that, we know that Jesus Christ is Lord, he is king, and his kingdom is ever growing, and we are a part of the work that he's doing in the earth. Hey, we got one more session to go. I'm looking forward to be able to share some more with you in our next session.